0: Welcome and thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Sitecore Water Cooler, the casual conversation podcast dedicated to covering all things related to Sitecore, including product updates, implementation insights, getting the most out of your Sitecore investment and more. I'm your guest host today, Maggie Burke, Sitecore Program Manager and Sitecore MVP at AmericanEagle.com. The e-commerce ecosystem can be pretty exciting, but also pretty overwhelming. When an organization is faced with multiple decisions from tax calculation to product data storage, you ultimately want to feel confident in the tool that ties that experience together for your customers. Sitecore released their own SaaS product, OrderCloud, which is an API-first headless e-commerce platform. Our team at AmericanEagle.com has had the opportunity to implement this tool across a few of our clients, and today we will be discussing the importance of adequate planning, and just what considerations to make before diving into your order cloud implementation. We are joined today by two of our senior Sitecore solution architects, James Gregory and Ahmed Akour, both of which have worked in the Sitecore space for many years and have been very involved with our order cloud implementations. James, Ahmed, welcome to the water cooler.
1: Thanks, Maggie. Thank you, Maggie.
0: So kind of going into it, when we talk through order cloud implementations, again, they're pretty, they can be pretty extensive, you know, and it's not even just for order cloud. This is any sort of e-commerce project that you're going into because there's a lot of different facets that you want to consider and take into account um, to make sure that you're adequately planning and articulating what you need before you kind of dive into that implementation. So kicking it over to you guys, what are some of the maybe the first areas that you feel like are worth notating and documenting and getting a good sense of even before you dive into some of the more technical pieces of an order cloud implementation?
1: Yes. I think there's a lot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> you know, commerce projects themselves are, are more daunting than just content projects. So I think we've seen a lot of Sitecore teams that are used to content websites and that's one thing, but getting into the commerce world is a whole nother ballgame. And so there's definitely an adaption there. Yeah, as far as planning, I think, I think one big thing for businesses to realize when they're getting into an order cloud project is that it's not your typical traditional commerce system. You know, if you have the expectation that you're getting a ready to go kind of like if you're if you're going to be buying a building, you know, are you getting something that's moving ready? Um, no, Order Cloud's not like that. Order Cloud is you're ready to do some renovation. So <laughs> here's your base, and you get the best tools you can have to work with, but you're renovating. So it's just a different mindset that you're getting into. So you want to make sure that you're aligned with that mindset. You know, so one of the the great things about Order Cloud is that it's very versatile. Um, it is true headless. It's not just like an add on hack headless system it's like it's designed from scratch to be headless and it can work with any system a phone app or a website or a you know kiosk or some hardware scanner like ticketing system anything you want to work with it just seamlessly plugs in that's all the modern mock stack and uh you want to have a good idea of what you're getting yourself into to start with know that you're not buying something that's just ready to go um and so with that knowledge then you're in the right mindset to say okay now we got a plan for what we want and uh and the great thing about Oracle Cloud is it can adapt very quickly. Um, you know, as you might have heard, it's been designed for the most complicated business scenarios, right? So, you know, it can handle all the the marketplace, the franchise. If you want, you know, one store to buy from your network of suppliers, it can model all that for you and go crazy with the sophisticated stuff there uh, and really in depth uh, use cases there, uh, handling all the different roles in the commerce project. Of are you a supplier? Are you a buyer? Are you a reseller? So. Yeah, it's just, you have to have a good idea of what you're wanting to get out of it to start with, I think, and um, and then you can go from there. And then it's just that the tedious you know, outlining of all your different integrations, what are all of your systems, bringing that to the table, having a clear picture of where you're at and a clear picture of where you want to get to with all of your systems, because there's often a lot of time when, when you're doing an order cloud project, it's an opportunity to maybe change your systems, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you've got some legacy systems that you want to replace that's a good time to do it. And so, kind of being upfront with all that you have and kind of knowing where you want to go is going to be a great start to a project.
2: And from my side, like, you know, also, like, before you start your implementation of the Order Cloud, like, you need to understand, like, what, what does it offer? So, like, you know, it's mainly commerce operated, like, functionality. Mm-hmm. So, if you have things like a content enrichment, like your images, your assets, all of that, like, you know, needs to be part of your. Commerce website—that's mm-hmm. something you need to plan ahead of, like where does that exist? Because like there is no place for like languages, content in, in Order Cloud. There's mm-hmm. no place for assets. Um, your kind of like your tax calculation, your uh, payment—all of that you have to think ahead of time before you get into the implementation, so that you you know the system that you want to integrate with Order Cloud.
0: Okay, yeah, that's a great point because that was one question I was going to ask too. Was you know dealing with content projects that's always going to be a large piece of any project. Right. Yeah. And that's just on a content, you know, migration or content yeah. website. But that being said, for an e-commerce project and when you're dealing with order cloud, really thinking ahead to understand where do you want that content to live is probably something that's extremely important to take into consideration before you actually start the project.
1: So. Yeah. And even within the cycle ecosystem, you've got choices of are you using Content Hub for your content mm-hmm. are you using Content Hub 1, are using XM Cloud, are um, using on-premise XM? So you got a lot of choices there too. And then whichever one you pick, you gotta figure out how you wanna have the system flow the data, you know, you've got product data in order cloud, but then how do you manage that information to kind of having a place to edit that in XM Cloud or somewhere mm-hmm. and how do those talk together? So there's some planning there, technical planning. Um, but The big picture first is just which software do you wanna to use to go with and then you start bridging them together.
0: Wanted to ask you is a little bit too about search and kind of search implementation. Is there anything that you guys think that someone should consider also when they're talking about dealing with implementing Order Cloud and then tying that back into some kind of search tool, whether it is using Sitecore Search or any of the other tools that are out there? Um, is there any considerations, or just you know, is it really just a matter of wanting to plan out the tool?
2: With Order Cloud, like recently we implemented Kopay or Headless uh, on top of that. So basically, you need to understand like where is, does your content live in. So like now for this implementation, we have content coming from Order Cloud, you know, the description, like the pricing, the variation of the product, and then you have the content that comes from Sitecore uh, XM instance. So you kind of like need to understand like you know like I need to build my own indexer or crawler that extract this data from. The system it doesn't have to be Covey or like, you know, like if you're using Cycle search for example, or like any other search platform. So you need to understand how to crowd this information from mm-hmm. and then how you, how do you want to build your UI with it. With mm-hmm. the Covey headless, it does offer like a lot of like out of the box components for the search. But like the indexing part is pretty on you to implement. Mm-hmm. But we've done a lot of like customization on, on that Covey headless and it does offer all of that machine learning um features you know like the product recommendation people also bought people also like viewed that that doesn't come from order class so like that like uh, that's coming actually from a Coveo headless it's called the atomic yeah. uh, library from Coveo
1: in the past couple of years, search has felt kind of isolated from each other between content search and product search, so I'm excited to see you know, Sitecore has been talking about taking their Sitecore search and Sitecore discover and kind of having a solution that brings them together. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what that's gonna look like. And I'm sure Coveo's kind of thinking about similar terms, um, but right now they've kind of been siloed from each other. And so the dream is to be able to use the journey across product detail pages, mm-hmm. across the card activity, the content and the search and empower those auto suggestions and that relevance ranking uh, together uh, would be the dream someday. Yeah. So for now, it's still kind of isolated. We have to have a content search page, a product search page. And, I have this algorithm separate.
0: OK. One other thing, too, when it comes we're talking through, you know, quite a bit of integrations, different kind of pieces that are all talking to each other. Is there anything in particular with like middleware planning that you guys feel like is, you know, important here, too, as you know, we dive into the implementation, any call outs just from a middleware perspective?
2: I don't think there is any restriction to what you mm-hmm. can use with Order Cloud. It's pretty much like you know you can plug in anything you want using their middleware, like API, and basically like you know whatever like service or like third-party integration tool that you wanna use, that like, you can just use that with Order Cloud easily. Like um, well, I'm just trying to remember the yeah, right term for and, uh, yeah. So you have um, like different ways to integrate with these systems, and is. you can you're free to do anything you want. they, they don't. Kind of like define how how to like calculate taxes or how to calculate like even your order like how do you like apply discounts or like run your payment gateway all of that's you know something up to you how to use and then can just plug that in easily um, one thing i like about order cloud is like there's an xp property <laughs> don't confuse that with the cycle xp too. <laughs> it's just like you can just store any json format data that you want to add like to the product to the variance to the order so like whatever integration that you want to like from third-party systems, you can just plug that in into order cloud entity i
1: think it is a good distinction though that like if you're familiar with traditional cycle or cycle commerce before where at least you had a.net framework app to extend yeah we're now with order cloud you have to plan for okay where's that code going to run because mm-hmm. it's not going to run inside order cloud it's if you're doing xm cloud it's not going to yeah. run in xm cloud and so you need to bring some other infrastructure to the table, you yeah. know, whether it's using Azure Functions or some kind of queue or your own you know, app that you host somewhere as middleware. And, and AutoCloud does provide kind of a, a starter for like a middleware.net you know, yeah. app that you could host somewhere um, whether you host it in Azure PaaS or IaaS or somewhere. And, and you can use, it's .NET Core, right? So it's no longer the, the framework network, but it's just .NET Core now. So yeah, something to plan for. And, you know, that's a great way if you've got a team that's familiar with C-sharp, like that's a great project for them to work on. All the integrations that they're, you know, they're still using what they know um, and right. they get to use that.net core flavor. Yeah.
0: That's a perfect segue, too, because then I was going to ask, you know, the team is, is going to be very important here, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you want to make sure that you have the right skill set that's going to be able to go into this. Knowing what they know and maybe they're learning some things along the way, but still having the proper skill set to kind of take this to the finish line. So do you guys have any recommendations around proposed team structure or just kind of the team that people should have in place um, when they're going into an order cloud implementation? And this can be more developer specific. Of course, any project should have a strong project manager. You should have strong business analysts that can document, you know, the requirements and things along the way. But just from setting up an implementation project, do you guys have any recommendations around skill sets that would be needed?
2: So it depends. Like, like, is your team more like comfortable with .NET Mm -hmm. Core or like are they like, you know, comfortable with headless framework? Like, you know, like with React, Next.js, all of that. Mm You know like we, we definitely see like more like it's next.js is more you know like it's kind of like scalable and it's mm-hmm. like have a lot of more benefits than using the.net core mm-hmm. version of that but you still like you know there is an option to use.net core with order cloud you can probably have to build like a lot of things from scratch as well right um if you're going the headless route you probably recommend to go with next.js uh, order cloud does have a starter kit if you can call it with next.js uh, but your team, like, definitely needs to start, like, you know, if they're going to the headless route, they need to start, you know, like, it's a completely different mindset when you're developing with React or Next.js than uh, .NET, like, kind of, like, mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to, like, get some training or, like, at least, like, understand how React works, how Next.js, how static site generation works, because that's a very important thing mm-hmm. uh, if you're using Next.js, because, you know, with commerce, we you know, always run into like performance issues and like, you know, it's, it's much more computing resource, like the resources are required for a commerce are much more than just a content website. So Mm -hmm. with Next.js, you can utilize uh, like the static site generation just to make, you know, cache a lot of things that as much as you can, and then you can do a rehydration later on. But in terms of like, you know, team structure, you need to have a fit team Mm -hmm. that is kind of like, you know, knowledgeable about the JavaScript libraries, React, Next.js. So they can do like the, the, you know, the base work for like the, LA, the UI and everything. And then you're still like, your your team still have to understand React and XDS very well so that they can actually take whatever the Fed did mm-hmm. for them and then build on top of that. And also like depends on like, you know, what integration you're, do, you're dealing with. So the team also like might, you know, if you're going into a commerce implementation, you need to understand like payment gateway, like how mm-hmm. to use tribe or use like cyber source or use any of these integrations.
0: So it's kind of important to have different integration kind of SMEs on there, too, yeah, just to help yeah. in that regard as well to add additional yeah. context when it comes to those integration pieces. Because
2: there are so, just so many options to choose from. I and mean, just, like, if right. you have someone who is experienced with this kind of mm-hmm. integration, like they can give you a lot of, like, recommendation of what, what exactly to use. And that can save you a lot of time. For example, like, mm-hmm. we use a service for, it's called Shipper HQ. Mm-hmm. It's, like, you can set up your entire, like, uh, shipping rates and rules and all of that. If we were like just to implement this from scratch, just integrate directly with UPS and USPS, so that would take us like months to mm-hmm. finish. We would Shiver you just like literally just few clicks <laughs> of, uh, on the admin interface and you just say like, I want UPS, FedEx, and USPS on my website, and there voila, you go. that's it. <laughs> Couple of clicks away. So just away. like, yeah, someone like who's expert <laughs> with this integration can give you a lot of like, uh, helpful like recommendations. Great.
1: One thing I like about the whole switch to headless realm, and, like the whole headless ecosystem is, There's a lot of things that it has to offer. Um, I mean, yeah, you got the static site generation for performance and you're able to offload a lot of the processing to the client uh, so the site can be a lot more responsive. And I think one thing that's really nice is like the Vercel and the Netlify where you can also leverage your your hosting and scaling support to another provider. uh, And that really frees up resources from having to deal with infrastructure setup. So you can just focus on the development and get things out the door faster. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, while you can still kind of do your own hosting for for these headless apps, it's not preferred mainly just because of the, the timeline and um, and the ease. Vercel especially we've been working with a lot lately, and it's just it's just so nice to be able as a developer especially <laughs> to code something, hit a button, and it's up there and running smoothly without having to invest the weeks and months to get the infrastructure set up in and 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 it's able to do some really interesting things where it's got you know the edge middleware that you can mess with and uh, it's built in CDN for caching and uh, just so many tools. Uh, with a few simple lines, it uh, really lets you flex some power of like what you can do with the app. <laughs> and So I definitely recommend going with like a Verceller or Netlify for hosting and mm-hmm. account that into your budget because it just saves a lot of needless tedious oh, time we're set. we're <laughs> setting up your own stuff and yeah. then having to test it where it's like, hey, it's already it's already smooth and running here. Great.
0: So talking through a little bit more about that team structure, was there anything from external teams that you guys feel like helped with a lot of the support? when it came to these order cloud implementations, whether it was Sitecore, Vercel, anybody from that side that you want to touch on?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll start by kind of voicing, you know, some initial concerns going into a new order cloud project, not mm-hmm. being familiar with order cloud initially. And, you know, being a SaaS platform, there's the concerns of, uh, is it going to perform well? Are there going to be issues that are out of our control? What do we do if something breaks? You know, <laughs> these <laughs> kinds of things. Um, Valid just, question. Just to kind of bolster the familiarity with it. And uh, I got to say, I'm I'm very impressed with the, the order Cloud product. It's been a great developer experience. Uh, like, they've got a really nice uh, dev council that you can go in. And it's like Postman on steroids. It's just really slick UI. You can do a lot of stuff there. And I was really impressed by the performance of the platform. You know, being able to say, hey, we need to just export 5,000 users or export 100,000 products. Like, it just cranks through it like nothing. It's just butter. And then... You know, you wanna in- do bulk imports, you know, it's gotta take a lot of load and it handles it really well. So I was very impressed by the the performance of it and uh, really enjoy the developer experience. I mean, it's all the latest and greatest stuff. Uh, so it's, a, it's really pleasure for the, the developers. But then in working with the platform, you know, a lot of times commerce platforms, it's a lot of nuanced knowledge and you gotta learn the ins and the outs. With Order cloud, I found it really quick to get up to speed on, because it's all really well-defined and it's pretty transparent in what it's doing. Uh, And it's all like, just really well defined. So it's like, you know, a product is a product and you can add to the car and like, the responsibilities are very clear. And so when something isn't working as expected, it's pretty quick to pinpoint kind of where it's at. And then when it is something where it's like, oh, it seems like it's something weird or something I don't understand that's happening in order cloud. uh, The support team has just been phenomenal. I mean. They don't have like tickets, like the Sitecore tickets. It's just this open Slack channel that you subscribe to the channel and you can just talk directly to the support team. And uh, at least for now, the support team is the developers too. So they've got like really good knowledge on everything. So yeah, they're just very quick to respond. I uh, can't say enough about that support team. It's been an incredible resource for us.
2: And I do have one ex- good example of like, you know, <laughs> that we had with the support team from Order Cloud. So like we had this integration with. Azure B2C and we needed something to like include in the parameter we were sending to Azure B2C and that wasn't, well, that wasn't like, you know, something possible through the integration that comes out of the box with mm-hmm. Order Cloud. So like we were just chatting with them on on the Slack and they were sort of, yeah, this makes sense. We're going to add it in the next release. And like a week later it was already like added and I was able just to just use, it. and there's no code like, you know, changes just like, configuration and just like it's a SaaS product so it mm-hmm. just you know you're running on the latest version
1: so yeah their timeline of releases is is something that's amazing like <laughs> yeah. they don't have like a, a far future roadmap they mm-hmm. they do like agile sprints like every right. couple of weeks they're going through stuff and so yeah like we come up with something that's like oh you know it'd kind of be nice to have automatic promotions and then a few weeks later, oh, you got automatic promotions. <laughs> you know, it's just like all these features. Oh, we got these weird products where it'd be nice to have like a parent product, child relationships. Okay, it's released now. Yeah. And so this, the way they can develop the core product so quickly uh, has, has been phenomenal as well.
0: And that's the nice part about it being a SaaS product too, right? You know, to your yeah. point, like it's not like they make a change and then we have to implement some right. sort of hot fix yeah. or change to it or anything like that. The change just gets rolled out in the next release. Uh So it's it's there. So that's that's the nice part about moving. And they've been very
1: good that the releases that they roll out don't break things. Yeah. It's it's been pretty that's always helpful, right?
0: (laughs) Very exciting. Great. So as we kind of wrap things up, I want to talk to you guys just in your experience, you know, you guys both been on large order cloud implementations. What is probably the most critical thing in your opinion? or most critical component to starting out an order cloud implementation?
1: I'll take it from the the context of like a business buying it or, you know, in the business case coming into it, what, what can they look for? I, I think, you know, understanding that order cloud is different than a lot of other e-commerce platforms out there, that its core market is probably the really complex cases. Like if, if you can't find a platform to do something, this one will do it for you. You know, <laughs> so it's definitely has its strengths towards the complex. To help bridge the cost, to bring bring down the cost for someone that maybe just has a more typical scenario, I think you'd probably want to look for align yourself with a vendor that can give you a jumpstart, um, because that can save you months of initial setup. Like not setup time, but like just the hey, we need to have a cart, we need to have a checkout process, we need to have a, a dashboard app for customer service to look at stuff, just some kind of bare essentials. While there is a, a head start out there for Angular. Um, That might not be your tech stack, so you might need to bring something else in. And so, you know, that could be six weeks. It could be six months just to kind of get those core essentials in place. And so if you can find a vendor that has something available that, okay, you just save six months of time and money. So now you can get focused on what you really want to develop on off of that. Um, I think that could be a good jumpstart to look for.
0: And that's a nice piece, too, right, is that because we've kind of gone through this already, we have a lot of that kind of starter kit framework already set up. So, it's just going to make Order Cloud implementations even smoother going into the future. So,
2: <laughs> no, just like James mentioned, like, you know, like if you have a vendor that have that j- jumpstart, like kind of like solution that can, you know, just the initial like functionality, just like assemble, like checkout to work and add to cart. And on top of that, you know, if you have something like content enrichment, because like I said, that doesn't exist. So, if you're already on cycle and you want to use Order Cloud with it, so like, you know, you know, like if, if there is a solution for just like okay. the, a connector. So, for example, with Sitecore Commerce, that connector already existed before. You know, but with other Cloud, you know, even though it's a Sitecore product, it doesn't really know what's going on with the Sitecore XM. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, having a connector that just bridges the two it can save you a lot of time.
0: James, Ahmed, thank you guys for joining us on The Water Cooler today. I really appreciate the insight from both of you and look forward to further collaborating with you guys in the future. And we really hope to have you guys back on The Water Cooler again soon.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thanks again to James Gregory and Ahmed Akur for joining us today on the Sitecore Water Cooler Podcast, a casual conversation between colleagues and peers centered around all things Sitecore. I'm your guest host, Maggie Burke. And until next time we meet at The Water Cooler, be sure to subscribe to the Sitecore Water Cooler Podcast today, wherever you find your podcast. This episode is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com studios with special thanks to executive producers, Renee Nelson, Julia Klepich, and Brian Winger.